0: piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands
1: K-Man. Happy Monday. How are you guys doing?
2: Let's see who's here. Rise and shine. We got a full week ahead of us. We've got a full day ahead of us. Uh, we've got Irvyn who is already locked in. Good morning, Irvlyn. Irvine is enjoying the rain. She says, a very wet Monday. Yes, it is raining out there, folks, because we've got a weather system that has been pretty much stationary over us for the last 24 to 48 hours and it doesn't look like it wants to move. Good morning, Barbara. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Monday to you as well. Good morning, Marshall. What's weather like in North Carolina? Hello, Miss Shirley. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Siobhan, buenos dias. Good morning. We have so much ground to cover today. Oh my gosh. What a mess. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit more about this gifting program because, yes, another one has gone bust, which, of course, we could have predicted. Wasn't that hard to tell you that this was going to happen? We told you guys and nobody would listen. Well, not nobody, but some of you were going to just stand firm in your position. That this is going to make you rich overnight and you are basically getting something for nothing. A formula that, by the way, never ever works. Ugh. Mm. Now, who else is waking up with a headache because of this weather? Me. Oh, this weather's horrible. Um. So yes, it's causing those of us who suffer from sinus issues. Um, a lot of congestion. I've been doing um, my decongestions. I've got my Now I I ordered one of these like heat pads that I can put over my eyes that helps with my dry eyes, as well as I just put it on my face to help with any sort of sinus headache. Um, So I'm going to be using that, I'm sure a little bit more than often over the next couple of days. And there's a lot of people, I saw someone post on social media, they were like, is anybody else having like really crazy headaches because of this? And I Probably think that mine isn't that bad compared to other people. But yes, a lot of people feel like they don't need any weatherman to tell them what the weather is gonna be like. Their sinuses do it for them. Uh yeah, so we've got some special guests who should be joining us uh around 8:30-ish. Yes. They're in a different time zone. So I just had to think about that for a second. And uh, they're going to be talking about um, this whole situation with the tanker. So these are folks from Trinidad. They're an environmental group. And hopefully, if all goes well, they should be joining us this morning as well. So everyone keeps asking me, are schools open this morning? Yes, folks. Get up and get at them. School is open. Go to school. Yes, go to school. (laughs) Everyone is like, is school open? Um, We don't normally shut down schools because of a little bit of rain, folks. So yes, schools are open. I think it's one of those things where, you know, people kind of wish school wasn't open. And so (laughs) they are looking for a reason. Well, today is not going to be the reason for that. Um, schools are very much open. Let's be honest here, folks. We actually didn't get a whole lot of rain. I mean, over the weekend, it was kind of like yesterday we had a big downpour in the morning. And then after that, it was kind of like, yeah, a little drizzle here and there, but nothing major. Can I tell you guys that, um, Jamaica, on the other hand, has been inundated With rain, my God, I feel sorry for those poor people. Bridges are collapsing, landslides. There was a man and his daughter that lost their life. I think that was on Friday because their home collapsed. So here we are, some of us complaining about going to school. And the truth of the matter is we are so fortunate. We don't tend to lose lives. I've never heard of us losing a life because of rain. Um, I do know that we get flooding, but we're also very, very flat. So I kind of feel like the flooding uh, rolls off just as quickly. Like there's nowhere to capture it. There's no rivers to, you know, go up a couple inches or a couple feet or whatever. Um, So, yeah, we have to be incredibly thankful for what we have. And I think that those of us who are um, hoping that there isn't any school Get those kids ready, folks. Put on some raincoats, get their umbrellas, and get them out the door. So Chrissy says, this is actually lovely weather that we are having here. And I tell you what, I do like rainy weather, except for the sinus pressure. Um, And if you don't have to go outside in it, like you're not someone who has to work outside, eh, what's the big deal about the rainy weather? It's nice weather once you get inside. You cozy up. You can crank the AC up a little bit. You don't have to keep it quite as cool because the weather is, um, the temperature is also going to be a little bit on the cooler side as well. So, Marcelle says it's cold in North Carolina and it rained all day yesterday there as well. So, look at that. We're not the only ones being blessed with some showers uh, over the weekend. So, beautiful. We'll have a look at the system here shortly because it has turned into um, Tropical Storm Zeta. And we do have a 4 a.m. update. And, of course, during the show, we should get another update as well. So, we do have some weather bulletins here, um, severe weather notifications to issue. And most of this is just severe weather. In other words, stay out of the ocean, folks. Um, You'll be a okay, so we'll go over those in just a second here So good morning flashpoint is joining us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in I'm just trying to see What else we've got um, by way of uh, Weather updates Congratulations to the National Weather Service they have actually been stepping up their game with some of their graphics that they are sending out to the media. Good job, thank you guys so much for that. It makes it a lot easier when we don't have to um, figure out all the text when we can just read it off of a graphic and perhaps then supplement it with the additional details that you provided. People love pictures and graphics, trust me. Uh, Speaking of that, how many of you have started using the audio feature on the website? Remember last week, we talked about the fact that our website now has the option to, I think you guys saw this, but let me just show it to you again. You have the option to click on, first you click on where it says that little play sign there, listen to this article now. And then when you listen to it, you actually have a choice of, if you click on the little globe next to it, You can select different languages and it gives you six different languages that you can choose from, including English, French, Spanish, Italian, Chinese and German. So um, some six major languages in any event. So check it out if you have not yet had an opportunity to do so. Uh, Um, I think it's great to be (laughs) like, they will never want to read another article. And I thought to myself, "Mm, they probably weren't really doing a whole lot of reading anyway. So uh, let's be honest, folks. We all love a good graphic, right? So good morning to um, Flashpoint. Flashpoint says it's not time to sleep, to stop feeling sorry for the people being scammed by the gifting circle. You know what, Flashpoint? You make a point and I think this is precisely, we're gonna talk about it here in a second, but you do make a very valid point. I don't think we feel sorry for them, but we're just reporting it. You know what I mean? Gina, beautiful day, good morning. Um, yes, Evelyn says her sinuses are likewise out of control. So I'm having sinus congestion, but thankfully not yet anyway, I should knock on wood. <laughs> It hasn't started like, you know, super draining or anything like that. So right now I'm just managing it with a little bit of, I'll probably take like an Advil or something later on, or like I said, just put heat on it. I find that the heat really does a lot to relieve the sinus pressure. Good morning, Miss Lorna. Miss Lorna says, um, happy Monday to everyone. Or sorry, <laughs> good morning, beautiful. Uh, good morning, everyone. Blessings. Runika. thank you so much. We are indeed blessed uh, Morna, thank you. Another Morna. So there's Lorna and Morna. There we go. Uh, yeah, it looks like I need a cup of something to wake me up this morning. Karen says we are blessed and highly favored prayers for Jamrock. So in case you guys missed it, I'm going to just pull up a little bit of video here. Um, Jamaica was crazy this weekend. I, don't even know what to make of this, but I mean, a lot of rain, obviously. They got way more rain than we did, and um, it did cause them some issues. So there were a number of advis- advisories issued um, in Jamaica that, let me just pull it up here, that some roads were closed. Even last night, like around 8, 9 o'clock, there was an emergency advisory being sent out that said if you were in a particular area... I think it was, I'd have to look, maybe St. Thomas, that basically um, you needed to evacuate that area because they were starting to have some flooding concerns. And if you had an option of going somewhere else, but then I thought to myself, who evacuates at night when you're not supposed to walk in um, standing water or running water and uh, what's the alternative, really? Where exactly are you evacuating to? You know what I mean. So, a little bit of a challenging situation. I'm not really quite sure how they anticipated that to work, but they were issuing advisories for. Um, let me just see here, Saint Andrew. So they said that the uh, in the vicinity of nine miles in the wider bull bay area of saint andrew they were asking people to immediately evacuate and seek higher ground and that they had opened the saint benedict's primary school as an emergency shelter and the poor folks there their 911 was actually down which is crazy um, on top of everything else but yes, they were definitely being inundated with some unbelievable weather. So give me one second here. I want to show you guys this um, just in case you missed it. And there was footage. These This is a compilation, a video compilation of different places in Jamaica that were getting an immense amount of rain. And so uh, there was one video of a group of persons who were having a funeral and they were literally walking with the casket and I thought oh my gosh like in knee deep water it's pouring down rain but you know the video caption said hey it is pouring rain but the the funeral has got to um has got to continue so Ervalyn let's talk about our issues here in just a second Um, let's watch this quick video again just reminding us of how incredibly fortunate we are here in the Cayman Islands to not have to deal with this type of flooding over the weekend.
1: This is Fraser's content, Red Pond, West Central, St. Catherine. A iren do look and look there? We need drainage. We need drainage. Yeah, we the road, yes. We're not, we're not telling a lie. I guess the people don't go far. Yeah, that's a Foster, of 10. yeah, you. need Chris to get you we are and get yeah, no, right, no, you get to get you we are you to we are you
3: are the
1: Justin, Justin, oh. yeah. Yes, We need help, and we need, need health. Yeah. 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 I threw sure people I that. that. Yes, 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 yes,
4: my name is Peaches. the you
1: we need you we Institute, institute, I got oh, oh, uh, uh, I got oh, you so, so, uh, uh, I mm-hmm. oh, uh, I got oh, okay. uh, I take I got you I we I yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. uh, okay. I no, stop. Just imagine you let me even switch I keep the of yeah 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 to the food, like you know. yeah 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 – yeah yeah all right – yeah 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 going yeah yeah yes. yeah – no. yeah так business – all right – she's all right – pICA – she's all right – PICA – now – she's like Yeah. she's just like a – she's not like Yeah. she's not like a mute – all right – Yeah. like – She'sыш – like – she's – she's to – Making – here she's we're – going – like –
4: oh
1: am oh, my god we need I, mean, I have to you before. before. I, I said, said that all of is draining. What do you mean? I i
3: Yes, I spoke you know to you before. You are yes, not enough I spoke to you Yeah,
1: that Italian a it. Yeah, that's it. I decided to live when this London needs work. I love us brothers from us who live up yeah, yes, are, yes, me, yes, man, that's what to We attack I, I,
4: sh- I, sh- I on the, the board for <laughs> every time. I'm a, on a Me to yes, tell them so if call me go
1: fix me also. Yes, I she, that's yeah, peaches, y-
4: yeah. you know That's a peaches. Yeah. must <laughs> me. Yeah. Man, you know them people
1: are? Yeah. So them attack you. And Cuz when I met with you and I spoke the truth, yeah. All we need is road. Good road. good road, yeah. Good it's road a very and good community and, good road road and So now it. you see what is happening. Please come forward, do what you can do. I don't bias, and I'm not talking against people. I do miss a straight comrade. Yeah, yeah, so, come do what you
4: she have says, to says,
1: do.
4: <laughs> Let tough time. I have fans, uh, Mr. Johnson, i can tired send letter to you no. now. No. all stop no, 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 no. Sit
1: there. No. We come out to see who we can help, but... We just have to try to push away water make it diverse. And we imagine those people yeah, on the other side of the community. We can't cross it. Yeah. We cannot
4: cross it, not even the fisherman can cross it. That <laughs> <But> may <me and laughs> tell them,
1: this is something we need a run
4: here. If I'm an helicopter, you have to take it, go home now. See exactly that? We're coming down there, for... you. See I want you to old lady live down there, and we have to try to dig out the water out of our yard because she's sickly bad and the water flowed out over yeah, her yard Mr. Tofter, we
1: wire a phrase phrases content, no! Sit there, uh, yep, then get work for you, all who never have work get something to do, yeah sit there, so we just have to pray to God right now, we don't get any more of this, right at this moment but if not, Miss am some of them, not even food not there one charge. Come you with mean, no, mommy. me. Mommy, me, something. Mommy, come with me. i Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> come with me. Lord no, Jesus, come. Come and come come and come 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 from the road, from umbrella, not the road, when when You, clad, and and the, the, you? the road, blood See there, I'm not even road. this to truth Oh, my with I'm going to with this, this Dutch. Yeah. My car, my one. let look at you, when that fish go See i come every time, that, every time come up just yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Look at that see me now, Every time he played
4: Where's the a push. You
1: know, I'm gonna tell the coach in the house. he can end up stuck in it. Just got fucked. Brother, just got fucked. Wipe it. in it. Why? Why? He's trying to get out. He's getting out. He's getting out. He's, getting out. He's like Jobs and income and to bring out
3: the bomba cladding.
5: Sim, sim. No, no so. the false wash
1: away. What a fool!
4: What a fool! What a fool!
3: What
1: a a fool!
5: Current situation in Naniville. Yeah. Current situation in Nannyville. Right now at one30 Can't go
1: home.
3: You
2: So yes, folks, um, the weather there is crazy. Um, I don't know what the most interesting part of that video was, but yes, the first part was a lot of, uh, theatrics. Obviously those women are are making light of a bad situation. What else are you going to do? I thought, um, that at least they were, uh, knowledgeable about who their minister was that was responsible for that area. A lot of Caymanians don't even know who's responsible for road works. Um, So at least those women knew that their minister of health, uh, Dr. Tufton, uh, should get on it and should assist them. Listen, I don't think there's any fixing of that situation anytime soon. Um, I'm guessing it's just the topography of the areas that they live in. Um, But why not make the best of it you know you're you're watered under you're snowed under and um at some point what can you do you know the stress alone if you let it will kill you so um i felt kind of sad though about the um the funeral situation like my gosh you're having to carry a casket and bury someone in that weather i'm sure the hole is probably already full of water um that the casket is actually going in but isn't that crazy The one video clip with the motorbike whoa those people are lucky that they didn't get run over in that moment Um, but listen when the weather is like that and the water is moving that quickly and the rain is coming down and the roads are wet bit of advice folks even here in the Cayman Islands just slow down it does not make any sense to even do the regular speed limit because you're asking for trouble your visibility is decreased and I think it is a good idea to slow down. So Flashpoint says that Jamaica is heading for a disaster. Everybody's reaching out to the government for help, but nobody wants to pay their share in taxes so that the government will have the resources to help. Well, I don't know a whole lot about the finances in Jamaica, but I tell you what, Flashpoint, on uh, Wednesday when we have Danica here, a regional correspondent, I think she could probably shed some light on this for us, in terms of what sort of taxes do they pay in Jamaica and what are they expecting out of that? It seems like it's always the poor people that have to end up feeling like they're paying the most um, in a tax system. It never seems quite equitable, if you know what I mean. Uh, Marshall says sometimes big countries with rivers and mountains are good, but not in rainy weather. This is what happens in some of those countries along with landslides came out and other flat islands are blessed. Well, you know what? That's a good point, Marshall. A lot of times I think to myself, oh gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have like some mountains and a uh, natural river and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) But Marshall points out that with those types of um, beautiful natural things also come things like mudslides when it rains and flooding of, you know, overfilling of rivers and so on. You saw the one guy who was in the middle of the road that was not even a river. He was in the middle of the road having himself a good swim. I thought that was kind of dangerous. I'm like, what if what if a car did not see him diving in and just ran him over? But anyway, um, and, you know, sometimes you live a little bit on the edge. Let's put it that way. So here's where we are as of four o'clock this morning. Um, this storm is just close enough, as you can see on the map, 195 miles west-southwest of Grand Cayman, kind of in the same area as Delta, actually, when you look at it. Um, and yes, it's now moving northwest at nine miles per hour. So it was kind of stationary yesterday. Look at this, folks. Wow. Tropical Storm Zeta is well on her way to being a hurricane. She is already at 70 miles per hour. Pressure is 990 millibars. Now, listen, Zeta was just turning into a tropical storm yesterday. So she's picking up some speed and forward movement. We remain under severe weather notification. In other words, we're going to get some flooding from this storm. Um, Local heavy showers across the Cayman Islands through Monday night. Flooding of low-lying areas may occur. Now, all of Cayman is low-lying, folks. (laughs) I always chuckle when they say this. I'm like, low-lying areas? The entire island is low-lying. However, there are some areas that are a little bit more pruned. To flooding than others, such as Randike Gardens. Somebody was saying yesterday, OMG, that they are um, feeling a bit sorry for those people who live in areas such as Randike Gardens, but there's so many different areas that flood in Cayman, from Prospect to Randike to even parts of Industrial Park. So um, estimated uh, rainfall, basically about a half, a half an inch up to an inch per day with a maximum possible maximum of two inches per day. So um, stay tuned for that. And of course, if you own a boat or small craft, there is a small craft warning that's in effect. You are advised folks not to go out in this, in your boat. Um, Zeta is moving Northwest and is expected to produce rough seas in and around the Cayman Islands. And it is also expected to move over the northern Yucatan Peninsula over the next two days. Pretty much the same path as Delta. You notice last couple storms have been going in that direction. So we're looking at estimated wave heights of four to seven feet. On Monday, that's today. And on Tuesday, of four to six feet. And swells along the west coast of Grand Cayman today of four to six feet. So in other words, folks, just stay out of the water. That would be the best advice that you could listen to. So we'll receive another, um, I think any minute now actually, the National Hurricane Center will be giving another update. So we'll just keep an eye on that to see if this storm has um, developed into hurricane during the course of the morning. And uh, yes, I'm just pulling up their feed now. So we'll keep you guys updated. So what else happened over the weekend? So it was a little bit of a crazy weekend, folks. There was a bar fight at um, the facility. So, good morning to you, Miss Sue. Thank you so much for joining us. Miss um, Corrine is here. Happy rainy Monday. Miss Sue says, need the trucks here now to slow down in this weather. And they're still speeding horribly. Yes, they, everybody needs to slow down. Trucks bicyclists cars dogs pedestrians everybody slow down trust me um so thank you Leslita, about the general consumption tax we'll find out a little bit more about that larry says it's misty and chilly and rainy in new york as well it's 49 degrees there so looks like it's raining all over the place today um Mama Earth is is getting drenched with some probably much needed rain, to be honest. So over the weekend, there was an incident. We woke up on Saturday morning to reports that there had been a stabbing. Now that story took us a little minute to flush out. I got to be honest with you. There were so many persons um, who had some information, but the location was up in the air. So first we heard, oh, it was Station Bar. Then we heard, nope, it was Everglow. Then it was Dump Bar. Then it was um, Cotton Club. It was like all over the, the map in terms of the location. But we weren't able to confirm the details from a reliable source early on in terms of, yes, there was an incident. Um, it sounds like it was some kind of bar brawl that involved uh, five men from Honduras And um, they got into a fight. I understand that at least one of the men was actually attempting to part the fight, which is never a good idea. Like, honestly, you see four men fighting. Stay out of it. Trust me when I tell you. It makes no sense to get in the middle of that mixture. And he was one of the ones that ended up getting stabbed. So reports are that two people got stabbed. One got stabbed in the face and one got stabbed in the chest. And um, one person, I think the guy who got stabbed in the face, it must not have been that serious because he was released. He was treated and released in the hospital. And then the other guy who got stabbed um, was still receiving some treatment, and he was in stable condition. So, um, you know, sometimes you just got to see people fighting and be like, "Mm -mm, this ain't me. This ain't my fight. Get out of Dodge as quickly as possible. So CC says, no, sir. Yes, sir. Um, So four persons were injured as a result of the altercation, four out of the five, imagine. And uh, they attended the Cayman Islands Hospital. Three of these persons have since been discharged and one who sustained the stab wound to his chest during the incident remains in the hospital in serious but stable condition. So um, they're asking any witnesses who may have seen anything or taken any video footage. We've not seen any footage yet. So I kind of feel like maybe um, there really wasn't any because normally we would have received it by now to come forward and assist the police with their investigations the, no one had been arrested as of um, yesterday. So I think they're still trying to determine exactly what happened really. But yes, Crystal, what a hot mess. Uh, they need to definitely take a chill. And so it was determined in the end to be Everglow Bar. And a lot of people are confused by that because there's an Everglow Bar in Town. But apparently the same owner of that Everglow Bar has now taken over what most people know as Dump Road Bar on Seymour Drive, or a.k.a. Dump Road. And um, he has an Everglow Bar Part 2, I guess. Same name, same owner. And um, what a hot mess over the weekend. So, yes, that was a bar brawl that did not end well for the persons involved in that. Uh, Louis is saying that it's actually raining in Detroit as well. And it's chilly, 43 degrees. Woo! Navado. Make your bones chilled. Um, So that was the major incident, I think, that happened over the weekend. Otherwise, the weekend appears to have been relatively quiet. There was, I think, one accident over the weekend as well. On Saturday morning where a truck ran into the bushes that we heard about. We don't get every single accident, but I feel like we do get the majority of them because as people see them, Uh, they certainly send that information in and make it available to us. So let me just see um, what else is going on here. So we were going to talk a little bit of politics today, but you know what, given that we have some guests joining the show, we're probably not going to have a lot of time to get into that. I do want to spend some time talking about how politicians flip-flop. They're like fish in the river that we just saw in Jamaica. They are constantly flip-flopping on their position. Um, And then Ironically enough, they like to call it other people for flip-flopping. So maybe tomorrow morning we'll discuss all of that. So Ramsey says, uh, good morning, Sandra. These people can't handle their liquor and they love drinking it. Plus they're illiterate and ignorant. (laughs) Well, there's probably a lot of truth to that statement, my friends. Um, But, you know, liquor is often a bad ingredient for a lot of people. Um, It gets mixed in with people who shouldn't be drinking none at all, or people who have had one too many. And they're angry people, and the liquor brings it out even more. And, um, yeah, you know, I think that um, it's, it's crazy, to say the least. It is definitely crazy. So we shall see. Uh, what happens in that situation, who's going to be charged, how it's going to flush out. Um, but yes, it's, it's. Uh, listen, get you a glass of wine, get your bottle of whatever it is, is your favorite beverage, chill at home with a few people that you know and trust and that you're unlikely to get into altercations with. Although sometimes the home parties still turn a little bit crazy as well. They get turned up. Because, um, like Ramsey said, people just don't know how to handle their liquor. They really um, overindulge. And then all sorts of things end up happening as a result. So crazy, 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 folks. All right. So we are expecting some guests this morning to talk about this tanker. So we'll give them a little bit of time to join us. Um, An hour ago, this is the latest hurricane details now on uh, zeta so an hour ago um hurricane warnings are continuing to be issued for the yucatan peninsula from tulum to cozumel and diesel i don't even know where that is in the yucatan peninsula but i guess if you live in that area you will know exactly where that is um hurricane conditions are expected there by late today and a dangerous storm surge uh, will rise water levels, will raise water levels, my apologies, by as much as one to three feet. Whoa. It's not looking too good, folks. Um, above normal tide levels along the immediate coast in the hurricane warning area, near to and to the north of where the center makes landfall in the Yucatan. So the Yucatan's going to get it again. A tropical storm warning continues for Pinal de Rio, Cuba. And for Mexico, from the south um, of Tulum to Punta Allen, and from west to Dizalam to Progreso, I don't know much about Mexico, but there you go. uh, Tropical storm conditions are expected within the tropical storm warning area of Mexico by late today and could occur in the warning area of western Cuba beginning later today as well. So as of 8 a.m. this morning, The center of Tropical Storm Zeta was located, which would be 7 a.m. for us, was located over the northwestern Caribbean Sea, about 175 miles southeast of Cozumel, Mexico. Zeta is moving towards the northwest near nine miles per hour with a northwestward motion uh, that's expected to increase in forward speed over the next day or so followed by, the, by a turn towards the north on Tuesday night. A uh, faster northward to north northeastward motion is expected or forecasted for Wednesday. And on the forecast track, the center of Zeta will move near or over the northern Yucatan Peninsula later today or tonight. And then it moves back over the southern Gulf of Mexico on Tuesday and approaches the northern northern Gulf um, Coast on Wednesday. So it's like almost the same path as the last storm, and maybe even the one before that. So um, the National Hurricane Center, they sent in their hurricane aircraft, maximum sustained winds of about 70 miles per hour with higher gusts. Tropical storm force winds extend outward up to 115 miles from the center and strengthening is forecasted to take place. And she is expected, I guess Zeta is a she, I don't know how the Greek alphabet works in terms of male and female, but Zeta is expected to become a hurricane later this morning with additional strengthening before moving over the Yucatan Peninsula. They can expect rainfall totals of four to eight inches with local amounts of 12 inches, folks. Possible through Tuesday along uh, eastward northeast of Zeta's track. So they mention across the Yucatan Peninsula, the Cayman Islands and central to western Cuba. Mm, mm -mm. Storm surge, rainfall, when impacts from Louisiana to the Florida Panhandle. And residents of those areas should monitor the progress of Zeta and continue to watch all updates. So all I can tell you is she kind of developed very, very near to us. And so we are incredibly fortunate that as she starts to pick up speed and becomes a bit more dangerous, that we will be out of the direct harm direct path of this storm because Zeta looks like she's going to give somebody a big wallop here in a bit. So um, continue to pay attention to the weather folks. She is moving away from us but of course we will get some rain and uh, this is the latest projected map and traction of Zeta. Let me just pull this up here. So this is what we're looking at here good folks. Look at us, we're the little dots right there. You see the two little dots right below Cuba on the outskirts of the storm to the right? That's us, we're on the map, folks. There was a time when we wouldn't even be on the map or we wouldn't be mentioned by the National Hurricane Center. So thank you so much for thinking of us um, and you know, including us in the weather alerts. But yeah, buddy, look at the storm. She could, the path is pretty wide right now, the cone. So she could go over the Florida Panhandle area. Tallahassee maybe might be impacted by this. Louisiana's in the projected path. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina for later on on Tuesday. And Thursday, my apologies. Um, so all of those states bordering this area have just got to Continue to watch the weather and pay attention to what could potentially happen. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break. So I just want to check in with our guests to see if they're still coming. If for some reason they're unable to make it, we will be talking politics here in the Cayman Islands. And the fine art of flip-flopping, because it does appear to be a fine art indeed.
6: Ayan, Joy Anglin po. Nabili na po ba ninyo ang dish pack ng Miracle Brokers? Up to 200 pounds kaya pong ilagay dito. Halina po kayo. Christmas na sa Pilipinas. Tamang-tama po para sa mga ate at kuya. Halina po kayo dito sa Miracle Brokers. miski ano pwede pong ilagay dito sa box. pera lang po ang jowa nyo. Contact us at 949 or email us at info at Miracle Brokers.
2: All right, folks, so we are still waiting um, for our guests to just confirm. Uh, They did confirm yesterday, so hopefully they'll be able to um, join us. So in the meantime, I've got people messaging saying, hey, let's talk about this Ponsai scheme. Lord have mercy. By the way, there's another story um, that we're awaiting some information from the police. So there will be another story of another failed Ponsai scheme. And listen... I'm not necessarily sympathetic towards the persons who are involved in this. So that is not why it's newsworthy or why we are reporting it. I think that we have an obligation to report it because there were so many people who were, um, when we first reported it, and trust me, we waited a while to see, was this really a thing? Were Caymanians that desperate and that foolish enough to get involved in this? And it does appear that indeed they were. So, um, yeah, so um, for sure, you know, we are um, not surprised at the outcome of this situation. Now, this latest one is involving a young lady by the name of Tasha. And um, it's quite unfortunate that Tasha has found herself in this situation, essentially where, you know, she was heading up a group. Now, her story has changed a little bit in terms of whether she was actually heading up the group or not. And um, there's a bunch of conversations back and forth with people who were trying to join her group. Now, here's the thing, folks. When you're part of these Ponzi schemes and you take responsibility in the sense that, you know, you make yourself out to be the group leader, then you have to accept whatever comes out as a result of that. So we have the screenshots um, where people are messaging her and say, hey, can I come? Can I get my money? Where's my money? Please, please give me my money. And she was saying things like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get a loan. Uh, and this one, she says, I'll try to get you, get to you by Monday or Tuesday. Um, we'll message you okay. Uh, then the person says, okay, so I can't get it by Friday. They, she says, no, I'll have to wait for my payout um, to pay you and others. Well, what payout would she have been gotten or been getting? That's crazy. Uh, Don't worry, I will get it to you, Um, clearly, for a lot of people. Unfortunately, that did not happen. And um, numerous conversations, this is people saying, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm interested in joining your Blossom Circle, silly people. I have the money now and one person who's interested. So she informs the person that the group has a new name, As though that changes anything. Uh, We are similar, but here we are honest and respectful people. Hmm. You can come by uh, my work to pay you and your friend money. And I give you your receipts. So people are getting receipts. And we'll give you your dates to collect your money, okay? And this person was all in for it says, yes, I have my money now. And she was saying that she's working by Scott's Equipment on Seymour Drive, a.k.a. Dump Road. Come on by and hand me your hard-earned money, folks. People really need to be smarter than this. And so, of course, as things started to fall apart, a conversation, um, this is another one where she was asking people to join her by Submile Beach. I don't know what that was about where they can discuss what's going on with the group. Um, Please share with everyone. Um, So now the person is asking October the 12th, what time to come and collect their money? And of course, there's no money to be collected. Now she's trying to sell her car to pay people. So the person's like, oh, so you don't have my money today? She says, no, I don't think so. Um... So the person says, "You asked to give you a few days from October the second, but that's almost been two weeks. How much longer am I having? Am I going to have to wait?" <laughs> well, like I said, we kind of predicted how this was going to end, and unfortunately for this person, um, she basically says. Um, Well, here when she was, this is interesting in this one. This is an earlier conversation when the person was saying, hey, can you invite me into the group? And she says, we don't have no group chat to avoid any investigation. Now, let me just take a pin right there, folks. Anyone who says that we don't have a group chat to avoid an investigation, in my mind, clearly knows that what they are doing is completely illegal. That's what that one sentence said. That said it all to me. And whoever they were talking to should have then said, Oh, wow. Why would there be an investigation? Am I doing something wrong here? And instead they just said, Oh, okay. Thank you. And she says, of course, you know where I work and you know where I live. The person says, Thank you, Han. Ironically, she says, So I'm not running, hiding, or stealing, laughing out loud. And then the person says, Okay, Han, I trust in you. Well, your trust was misplaced, unfortunately, because Tasha has left and she's in Honduras. Um, I have reached out to her because I've known um, Tasha casually in social media for a number of years. Um, so let me just um, try to organize my guess here. Um, oh gosh, I think I know exactly what's going on here. okay yeah so um unfortunately tasha uh it did not end well for tasha she has since left the jurisdiction she's gone back to honduras and of course people are upset they're like you know we didn't get our money what's going on blah 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 but as you all know this was a sham from the word go and you were never gonna get your money, at some point somebody was gonna lose. The only question is who was it going to be? Was it going to be you or your friends that you recruited into the group or somebody else? This was a losing game, folks. There was absolutely no way to win this one. Good morning, Andy. Um, so Tasha's left and gone to Honduras on a boat. So despite her assertions that she wasn't running or leaving or going anywhere, she has left and she has actually shared with us that um, you know, she had to leave to go to Honduras because of health and because of all the threats. So people were actually threatening her over this gifting circle money and they wanted their money back. And it's unfortunate that it has come to that, but I think for the most part, most of the groups have now fallen apart If you're still in a group, folks, and you're one of the lucky ones to have um, not had it fall apart as yet, good luck, because I dare say that you're fortunate. It's only a matter of time, really. So I see that our guests are ready to join the program. So let us give them a warm um, K-Manion welcome. Um, We're supposed to have, let me just have a quick look at our messages here. Yes, we're supposed to have Gary. Uh, Abod. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that, Gary. Good. Morning. Gary That's fine. H- and welcome to the Cold Hard Truth here in the Cayman Islands. How are you?
5: Nice to be here with you, and hope everything's good up there.
2: Yes, we're just getting a little bit of rain, but it hasn't been too bad. So thank you so much, um, Gary, for joining us. Um, now, Gary is the corporate secretary. For a group called Fishermen and Friends um, of the Sea (FFOS), and this is a uh, NGO, a non governmental organization. So, Gary, can you tell us a little bit about your organization and what it is that you guys do there?
5: Well, h- how long do I have?
2: Um, we're good, and for at least an hour, so we got plenty of time. Okay.
5: Well, what we uh, we started as a a group defending um, fishermen on the north coast of Trinidad where there was regulations put in place in 89 to limit the shrimp trawling because shrimp trawling has been likened to dynamite fishing in terms of sustainability by the World Resources Institute. Mm -hmm. And because of a lack of enforcement of the regulations, we we mobilized, at that time it was myself and a couple of other older guys um, we, we mobilized the uh, demonstrations and we started as a group that was primarily concerned about shrimp trolling. But over the past 23 plus years, we've evolved into um, a sustainable development um, group that monitors and tracks several things. For instance, new developments. Which impact on communities, particularly low income or voiceless communities, Um, global warming and climate change impacts, Mm -hmm. Um, any degrading activity that is occurring outside of government approvals, like illegal quarries, um, illegal fishing, um, illegal trade in children for body parts, I mean, there there are so many issues. Um, Our group considers the environment to be a human uh, issue, not just a butterfly issue. So we're a little bit different to most of the other civil society groups who focus on strictly ecological issues. We we have a strong human concern. So we, I mean, we, we do a lot of work. We've been to court Over disputes of government decisions made, right? Something like almost thirty times, and here in this part of the world, we still we are one of the three countries in the Commonwealth who still subscribe to the Privy Council in England as the highest court. So we've been there. I mean, one of our one of our matters took eleven years, but it was where the government the government decided that they wanted to charge a polluter pay permit for people who pollute water which is a good thing because Mm -hmm. if you are discharging waste into the water there's an environmental cost and the way the law is designed it's designed to encourage you to penalize you if you pollute Mm -hmm. and to not penalize you if you invest in cleaning equipment to minimize your pollution. Mm-hmm. So it's an economic gain to you if you're clean and, right. and it's a negative on your balance sheet if you're dirty. So it's a great mechanism. but how our beloved governments so and we have two main parties. Mm-hmm. It's like you know Democrats and the Republicans, except mm-hmm. here it's more like Indo afro mm-hmm. Both of them agreed that they would charge all of the polluters 1500 US a year. So big oil companies like BP and BG, yeah, they would pay 1500 US, And a chicken farmer with 800 chickens, because they do defecate and there is a high urea content, or a a cattle farmer with 20 cattle or pigs Mm. or 60 sheep, they would have to pay the same fee
3: Mm. uh,
5: as the largest petrochemical companies who have, also, so so we took that to court and we won all the way at the Privy Council. Wow. We won the lower court, but the appeal court, very interestingly, um, I mean it says a lot about the judiciary in particular, that our appeal mm-hmm. court turned us down, but that's that's some of the things that we do. So mm-hmm. we'll, um, I'm trying to get the other guys here to come and show themselves to you. Yes, yeah, no problem. Come on, Christopher.
2: It seems that they're a little bit shy. Good morning. morning, morning. How are you?
3: I'm fine.
2: Good. Um, So we're so glad, actually, to be having this discussion with you guys this morning. Because here in the Cayman Islands, I feel like our environmental movements are still in their infancy. So unfortunately, um, we're just getting started. And it's been the younger folks in this jurisdiction, I think, by and large, who have set up some of our groups for a cleaner Cayman. And I just wanted to share with you because... You know, a lot of persons think that here in the Cayman Islands that we have um, such a pristine environment. But look at the garbage that recently was picked up on our shoreline. And this is a regular occurrence, like you could go every single weekend. And some of the debris is washed ashore, obviously, from, um, you know, different locations around the world. Because some of it shows up in foreign languages that we know it's not our garbage. But... We still have a lot of this that is our garbage. And I think that people need to understand the impact that we are having as human beings on the environment and that that impact is simply not sustainable. You know, if we continue to um, pollute the environment, there'll be a cost to that. And I'm glad you said that there's a human factor involved here because there is very much a human cost to all of this. So thank you so much for... The work that you do there um, in your country, because I think that it sets an example for all of us to follow, but uh, the legal challenges we're also, you know, beginning to become more and more familiar with as well. So um, you've got a very wide remit, obviously just trying to protect the environment, fighting the government where necessary. Um, I take your point with that last case, that's so interesting that $1,500, that's US dollars, yes. Which is nothing for, like you said, these big corporations would be the same amount that you're trying to, um, to you know, have people pay across the board. So, what was the decision then of the Privy Council? What did the Privy Council actually say?
5: Well, it, it determined what is called the polluter pay principle, which mm-hmm. is now um, defined in law, and it will help the Commonwealth move its um, jurisprudence ahead. A, a lot of our cases have have done that. So. The polluter pay principle is a sliding scale um, that basically means the more you pollute, the more you pay, and it it must be measured. But, uh, Sandeep, if we could respond to those images that you showed there.
3: Sure.
5: Uh, What what I would like to say is that part of the problem in the Caribbean Sea Mm -hmm. is that we don't have a, a unified, nothing is unified, Mm-hmm. It's skelter skelter. It's as if, I mean, it's as far as part as you speak Russian, mm-hmm. the next island speaks Italian, and the next island speaks French mm-hmm. in terms of management. So, mm-hmm. that, so that some countries um, in the world have dealt with beverage containers and beverage waste. Very effectively, that they don't have it anymore at all Mm -hmm. because they've put a value on it that's a recoverable value. Now, certainly, there's a cost there. It It might cost the cost of the food product, might increase 1%, or half percent, or Mm -hmm. 2%. But generally, competition rules the day. So there's so many factors of competition that could bring the food, the cost of food down, and the cost of the content. But we don't have a unified legal approach. There there are no laws that are synonymous or synchronized. So the Belize, Belize has different laws to Mexico, different laws to the U.S., different laws to the Bahamas, Jamaica, Cuba, Mm -hmm. Santo Domingo and Cuba have different laws and they, they share one island. You in the north, your laws, are, and it goes on and on. So one of the things that came out of the Navarimo and it, it would do well is that we are calling on the Organization of American States and on CARICOM to come together and have a joint and synchronized approach to emergency response, in the event of a common threat like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. um, uh, agreements that are binding agreements for sharing of information real-time without any red tape so that if there's a problem occurring in Barbados St Lucia should have access to know exactly what the problem is what are the resources etc real-time knowledge but mm-hmm. as well a synchronized legislative approach that would include the French, Dutch, American, and CARICOM members. So mm-hmm. the Latin American members, so that we could all have synchronized environmental regulations because beverage containers are a problem. And certainly some creatures will die um, from the decomposing plastics and, you know, Toodles, eat the plastics and suffocate etc but to, to us the greater problem is the chemical discharges into the marine space eh? hydrocarbon discharges because the plastic bottle is unsightly and does kill an impact on the aesthetic and does affect the tourism marketability of our region but nobody gets cancer because of the plastic bottle doesn't mean that the plastic bottle Shouldn't be addressed, and it's probably the easier thing to address.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: But th- there's so many subliminal impacts that that are real. Um, here in Trinidad, we are the capital of of chemical production with, in the Caribbean, with a whole range of chemical factories that are not regulated at all. Wow. Yeah, and you know, likewise in all of the islands, there are factories. Yes, Doing things and discarding toxic waste that gets into your food chain and affects your your people. Mm. So you
2: think a more unified um, Caribbean-wide approach would be beneficial to the entire region then? Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. I mean, we we think it's a no-brainer. Yes. You know, we think it's...
2: We have Alric who has made a few comments here. Um, Alric is um, a budding politician and he has um, taken on the environment as one of the areas of concern for him. And he mentions that the group that we have here in Cayman, which is Protect Our Future and Plastic Free Cayman, I think they're two separate groups, um, they actually do frequent beach cleanups. um, And, you know, he says that for people who deliberately dump, which we do have that issue here, the literate law is not enforced and it's currently at $500 fine and six months imprisonment. But I don't think anyone has ever gone to prison for, for polluting and probably hardly ever even paid the $500 fine. So enforcement continues to be an issue even for the, um, the sort of dismal laws that we do have in place. Um, do you find that that is pretty much the position around the entire region?
5: Yeah, and I mean I, I really my hat's off to Alric Lindsay, but I don't want to discourage him, but I've been doing beach cleanup since I was a teenager and I'm sixty now, so it it um, it only gets worse because unless you have a regional and intra regional uh, regulation, not just to penalize a polluter, but mm-hmm. to monetize the pollution, unless there's a value mm-hmm. that encourage scavengers and small businesses to, 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 to arise to deal with the pollution. If you clean up your pollution in Cayman, you're going to be receiving the Bahamian, or Jamaican or Santo Domingo or Cuban. and It's all, I mean, as you say, many languages. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you get some Trinidadian, although most of our pollution goes down towards where the Nabarima is, it goes down towards Venezuela, it goes out on the north coast, and then it goes up towards Central America. But I've spoken to people in Belize who are all the way at the top of Central America, and they've told me they've seen plastic bottles that emanate from Trinidad. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's, um, it's intra-regional. So it's not just charging a polluter for throwing a bottle on the beach. Right. And... I mean, last year we conducted a, a, a beach cleanup. We got like 1,200 bags of garbage. Wow. You can imagine it's like mountains of plastic. But two weeks later, like you say, uh, Sandra, two weeks later, it was back again. So it's, it's wow. demoralizing. Wow. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, we, we only want to think about it once a year when we do Earth Day cleanups and then we kind of forget about it. Um, which is interesting. you know, I've done a little bit of my own personal research about this whole concept of recycling and um, in fact, there is a train of thought that um, the issue that we're and how we're trying to attack it at the end of the cycle of a product with recycling, repurposing or whatever doesn't actually work very well that what we need to do is at the beginning of how we consume and use products and the wastefulness with which a lot of us engage in the product use. Uh, There was even a a recent special about um, Amazon and what Amazon does with your products when you return them. So a lot of that ends up in the landfill. Although there's nothing necessarily wrong with the product, it is cheaper for them to just throw the product away to chuck it than to try to resell it, repackage it or whatever. So, you know, now people are even reconsidering, well, gosh, if I send the product back to Amazon, am I hurting the environment more than anything else? And, you know, is that really the approach to take? So I know that's a whole other slightly different conversation for sure. But I think that it's one, when we start to talk about the environment, we need to look at it as a complete life cycle Of a product. So it's not just about the beach cleanup, the picking up of trash. It's about how does it get there to begin with? You know, why are we um, so big on consuming so many things that are just disposable and not willing to reuse and repurpose and cut back on our consumption to begin with?
5: If I, if I can respond to that, these, okay. these are very important points you're raising. Um, if I understand what you're saying, is that each of us have a responsibility for what we consume. Mm-hmm. Yes, certainly we do. And we have a responsibility to reuse and recycle. And we have a responsibility to be conscious and sensitive, make wise choices. Yes. Yeah. Sandra, I'm involved in this business of the environment protection since I was a pre-teenager, and now I'm as old as the sky. And
3: <laughs>
5: all of these ideas, these are very idealistic and promote consciousness. And certainly, there are pockets of us in the world that are conscious, but it hasn't worked. We oh. said, 50 years ago, we said, well, if we educate our children... They will grow up to be responsible. And it hasn't worked. We've educated them. They didn't grow up to be responsible. Most of them don't give a damn about the environment. There are mm-hmm. few people, most of your audience would have still loved the station mm-hmm. and want to see some entertainment fighting or something, one of these super operas. It's not a it's not consciousness and sensitivity. And mm-hmm. then we're talking mm-hmm. about um, labor or, or, or brutality against women. And even that, it's only the women that look at it. Men generally aren't interested in brutality. So it's not really as conscious a planet as we had hoped. Mm. But I take your point that we should eat locally grown food to minimize on shipping costs and consumption of fuel. and There's a whole string of, of consciousness that We should continue and not give up on. Mm -hmm. But but we also need to have a broader vision that these things are only working so much. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Three months ago, there was an article published in an international press. I think it was the New York Times. And we took note of it and we commented on it locally Mm -hmm. that all of the factories in the world that manufacture plastic-making machines, Mm -hmm. the machines that convert the pellets into plastic forms. All of them are working 24-7 because they're booked. The world has ordered plastic-making machines like it has never before. And the article is estimating that in two years' time from the date of its publication, the planet will be producing three times as much plastic packaging. If you notice, everything we eat comes in plastic now. And all the fast food, cakes, pies, lunches, it's gone wild. So, now, on the flip side of that, we are led to be encouraged and to believe that the world is becoming more responsible and conscious because many countries are banning styrofoam Mm -hmm. Banning single-use plastics. So look at the big picture now. Certain minuscule countries are banning the use of plastics and single-use plastics. Mm -hmm. Plastic production is set to triple in two years. It's not working. We need need groups like the United Nations. With the greatest respect to all of the delegates of the United Nations, they are failing the world. They, you know, they have, they've helped us in terms of child labor, in terms of the rights of women not to be mutilated and all of it. A lot of human issues they've raised consciousness on. Mm-hmm. But have they really helped us sufficiently on critical issues of climate change, on critical mm-hmm. issues of a synchronization of, of global environmental standards and policies Laws and regulations and an overseeing, an independent overseeing entity to ensure that UN compliant mm-hmm. nations are monitored and are rated. There's no penalty. Oh, Every really? UN convention, if you go and study the conventions, everyone at the end, it says that the home nation is entitled not to, even though you're a signatory. There's an escape latch that based on local conditions you don't have to implement. Wow. So 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 where where are we going? Where are we going? When I mean you look like about maybe 30 now. When you are 60, what 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 what, I mean I've I've spent 30 years in this field and it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I mean these guys are Alex is a Alex is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Alex Ramdash should have a pretty face now. This is Alex Ramdas.
2: Hi, morning, Alex. He's an
5: attorney that also has a, a first degree.
2: And okay. Christopher,
5: Christopher has a degree. Lisa has two degrees, and she's studying law now. so okay. they, I mean, I, I do my best to, not to discourage them, but unless we are able to have a game-changing approach, it's important that we recognize, not rest on our laurels and recognize... The colossal failure of the environmental, the global environmental movement. Mm -hmm. Even though you have a lot of good work and a lot of progress in small areas, Mm -hmm. we we progress 3% here and we digress 15% here. So, I mean, no one wants to be discouraged and people say, oh, you're so negative. Well, we need to be realistic. Either the ship is going down. Mm-hmm. And we can come up with something to save the ship, but we can't continue to light to ourselves into the world that we're succeeding. Just look at those pictures of your beaches. Yes. I mean, in Trinidad, we wrote what is called the Beverage Containers Bill. Mm-hmm. When I was 35, that's 25 years ago, it was written. And it's come to Parliament seven times and never been passed. Wow. It because the politicians stand to earn more from not passing it. From going to cocktail parties and getting campaign financing from the mm-hmm. beverage producers. Beverage producers is, is a big sector of our economy. Making soft drinks and pop and all of the things to poison our children. Mm. Yeah. So, you know. Wow.
2: Well, i tell you what. I mean, this is very interesting because there was a recent um, article in NPR. I'll share the link in the discussion area with their viewers, but have a look at this mountain of trash. And the title of this article um, was Plastic Wars, how industry spent millions selling recycling to only sell more plastic. The exact point that um, you're making here was the subject of an NPR investigative report um, just in March of this year. So I'm going to share this here for the benefit of our, Viewers, so that they can go back to this. But isn't this an amazing image? Um, again, you know, we're trying to talk about the um, benefits of recycling. But the truth of the matter is, as you said, yeah. um, plastic production is up,
5: no and, and it it's says here good. that in forty
2: years, At least
5: than,
2: Yeah. Sorry, no. I was just saying that in forty years, less than ten percent. Of plastic has even been recycled. I mean, that's a very, um, I think, sad indictment on all of us, really. But it put it certainly puts things in perspective. Okay, let's let's talk about the more immediate threat now of this um, tanker. So last week, uh, here in the Cayman Islands, we reported on um, this tanker that had been. Um, off the coast of Trinidad. Now, give us an idea for those of us who are not all that great with geography. How close is Trinidad and Tobago to Venezuela? What are we talking about in terms of distance?
5: Well, on any clear day, we can see Venezuela from different points of the island, very visible. Um, I think in the closest area is about three miles from... From where?
1: Oh, we we'll no,
5: from Sorry. the
2: Columbus Channel is only two and a half miles. Oh, wow. So very close. But listen, Yes.
5: we have a, a song, a Calypso here, that was sung about 20 years ago. And I've always respected that song. And the name of the song is Woman is Boss. <sighs> and it addresses men, never to challenge women because they are the boss. Yes. <laughs> so Lisa's here, but she doesn't want to come on screen.
2: Come on, introduce yourself. On. <laughs> don't be shy. Come Lisa, don't be shy.
5: This is Lisa, she's the program director of FFOS.
2: Hi, so, morning.
5: She she's saying that it's five nautical miles. Wow. At the closest point. But the way Trinidad is shaped, the oh. Gulf of Pario, Trinidad, this is the this is Trinidad here. Oh. wish i could have drawn it for you but um, you can you can see this this is mm-hmm. here, uh-huh. here and this part here is the gulf of pario now okay. if you look at it that's venezuela here and this is venezuela here and the venezuelan coast stretches like that like by my fingers so it's like a big sea so the nabarima our boundary between Trinidad and Venezuela is like that. That's the boundary, and okay. the Navarima is somewhere about here. So it's about eight miles,
1: eight nautical miles from our water
5: from our boundary, eight wow. nautical miles from our marine boundary, and about twelve miles from our nearest point of land. So last week we travelled about thirty or thirty-five nautical miles from the point that we pushed off from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and we found that the propaganda coming from the Venezuelan government were lies. They were claiming that the vessel was flat and stable, and we found that it was like a 25, 28 degree listing, which mm-hmm. all of the experts that we talked to told us it's very dangerous. And then, miraculously, in four 96 hours, mm-hmm. they claimed that they pumped out all of the millions of gallons of water. Was causing this thousand-foot-long ship to lean. They claim to have pumped out all the water, to have gotten all their instruments on the vessel to work, to clean and remove all of the rust in the vessel because it's salt water and would rust, and to have the vessel in a state of perfect normalcy in 96 hours. And then, wow. and, then and then sent the government of Trinidad a video. Claiming the same, that it's everything's normal. And mm-hmm. our, most of our nation believes it because, well, you know, many people think that politicians have been anointed by God. Um, we we don't generally accept that position. We think politicians in the past have told mistruths or have been missed. yes, you can see it here now. I don't know okay,
2: if you can. Yes. See So I brought up this map. So this, um, depending obviously in where in Trinidad you're actually located, um, it looks like Venezuela is actually very, very close.
5: Yeah. So where you see they just north of Pedinales is where the tanker was. Okay. Um, But, I mean, most people don't realize that Venezuela and Trinidad Mm -hmm. are sisters in terms of mismanagement. Mm -hmm. i'll give you an idea venezuela um they have lake maracaibo which is not shown on a map which is on the left of your map um Mm -hmm. maracaibo and there you have some 40 plus amerindian tribes that live each of them speaking different dialects Mm -hmm. but they can't catch or eat anything from their lake anymore because the lake is black with hydrocarbon contamination. And it's no secret. The world knows about this. And no one does anything either because the Amerindians are considered second-class citizens or because, you know, the oil sector, we all drive a vehicle and use hydrocarbon. So there's a a general sense of Mm. care. Mm -hmm. I always say it's because they're black and poor. I think if they were white and rich, there would be a very different approach. But people say, no, I shouldn't say that. But that's my personal view and my experience. Yes. Um, But, you know, I... I I
2: mean, those are are the realities of, unfortunately, that we live in.
5: Sad realities of the world and the biases that we have in the world. But of in Trinidad, just right next to Venezuela, um, an English-speaking territory that was predominantly British and inherited the... Our constitution and our laws is based on the British uh, system, but here, the head of our environmental authority admitted, and I'm sure he regrets that he admitted, that we have had 377 reported oil spills in four years. In four years. Wow. Four years prior to that, I would add, we have had. Larger and more disastrous oil spills. It's so bad here. The honorable and you know, anointed minister of energy, Mr. Franklin Kahn.
2: So, th- this is the vessel that we're talking about here.
5: That's a false image.
2: That's a false image. Oh, yeah, that's
5: not what we saw.
2: Okay, so this now is what that's you saw. What Yes, so it looks like is this is this an older picture of that vessel when it was in much better condition looks like
5: in much better condition and it only had a five percent a five degree listing yeah if, if you take a ruler and draw a line from the extreme left you you can see that the listing there is much more and mm. it takes a lot of weight on one side to get it to, to shift it to outside like that so mm. so, so we. Uh, but every international expert that we spoke to told us that this is big trouble. The, the point I wanted to make was that in 2003, Shell was commissioned to do an integrity report of the land-based storage tanks. We have tank fields. Huh? Oh, sorry. We, we call them tank farms. Mm-hmm. And on tank farm, good morning, Sai. On a tank farm, you might have 200 tanks, and each tank would hold between 100 and 150,000 barrels. And that's where we store our tank, our oil, our hydrocarbon, until the refinery can take it or until it can be exported. Mm -hmm. So in 2003, Shell International were commissioned to do tank integrity reports, and they found that 11 of 112 tanks in the tank farm should be decommissioned and repaired right away. They warned that some of the tanks were on hills overlooking villages and they warned that if those tanks rupture, there could be human mortalities in the village. It's in the report. And for 15 years, we can't get our government to wow. repair the tanks or to stop using the tanks. And in 2017, just three years ago, on April 13th, I think, you could just go online and put tank 70 FFOS or tank 70 Rupture Trinidad. And you'll see a whole battle we've gone through because one of the, con- well, one of the tanks in which Shell advised our anointed minister to condemn and not to use, to rep- it ruptured, and 126,000 barrels flowed into our ocean, our Gulf of Pario. And most of it washed to ashore in Venezuela because at that time of the year, the wind was blowing in a particular way. At this time of the year, it's blowing in the opposite direction. It's coming towards us. That it would blow up upon the windward and leeward islands, and it would affect, have a tremendous impact on the leeward and windward islands. But at that time of the year, it went on to the Venezuelan shores, and we got videos showing fifty dead, fifty-two dead turtles on a beach covered in oil. And then the Venezuelan government clapped down on the civil society groups and locked off all the beaches. And two years later, the our anointed minister, most holy minister, Khan made a statement that we in Trinidad are so lucky to have a good relationship with Venezuela that Venezuela did not prosecute us or charge us in any court, local or international for the damage we did to them by that tank's spillage. But as we speak to you now, 1011, mm-hmm. 11, which overlooks Egypt village, Cairo village, is still being used.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: So are so, uh, we are a successful group. We are a colossal failure. We, we are ashamed of how little we've done. It. We should write to the minister today.
2: Now, here's a photo that we've just obtained from a story that was done in one of your local newspapers, that talks about um, the study, a 2019 study that confirmed uh, what a lot of your yourself as a uh, as an NGO has been saying, um, that there's a real risk of um, not just pollution but carcinogens or high levels of carcinogens in this Gulf of Paria. Is that how you guys pronounce it?
5: Gulf of Paria. Paria.
2: Paria. Paria. Okay, so in the Gulf of Paria that. You know, the fish, the fish are dying um, and there's a University of Trinidad and Tobago study where researchers found that over, this was a five-year study period, that the fish pose a significant cancer risk because they are full of all sorts of um, PAH, which is the polycyclic um, aromatic hydrocarbons, So basically, the stuff that is found in the petroleum products, such as crude oil and vehicle emissions, are making it into your water. They're making it into the fish. Um, And there's some additional footage here of what people are saying, you know, um, is a direct cause of this pollutant. And you're saying that your government's response has been less than, you know, Less than welcoming, laxative, horrible. I don't know quite what's the right word, but it's it's not it's not been up to par.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm not i I'm not a preacher, and I don't have a history of of formal religion religious activity. But
3: mm-hmm.
5: I, I do believe that there's good and evil in the world,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and I I. Um, but well, that's ours. Yes, we found that's, it. that's probably that was an oil spill that occurred in 2013. Right. And for four years after that, millions, literally millions, of creatures washed ashore dead every day. Wow. Some days, on a single day, you might have a hundred thousand dead fish. Oh my god. Many days, maybe just a couple hundred, couple thousand, couple hundred, couple thousand, but they would come ashore every day. That was in that's I know exactly where that picture was taken. I, uh, it's a terrible story. Mm-hmm. But you know, there there is evil in the world. And when I say that the minister is anointed, you know, I'm not really meaning what I'm saying.
2: Yes, you're being fascistus, of course.
5: <laughs> yeah, because because it's so wrong. We have studies. Huh? Well, there is a Mercury study that was commissioned by the United Nations here in Trinidad mm-hmm. of part of the Minimata Convention. Many people may be familiar with the Basel Convention, which is a convention to prevent transboundary waste. The right. movement of waste by ship uh, um, because of um, nuclear waste being exported, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So... There are dangers on the sea that, you know, a ship could go under in the Cayman Islands and your beaches would be wiped out, your tourism mm-hmm. would be wiped out. So the UN came up with Basel. But mm-hmm. then out of Basel, in a place in Japan called Minimata,
3: mm-hmm. everybody
5: started turning up with um, retardations in the in the newly born and um, memory mm-hmm. loss in the adults and, and they checked and found that Minimata is a coastal village. Um, oh God. Mm-hmm. You're really raising my paws because this is our area.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: This is as a result of the 2013 spill. All of this area, this is a lagoon that was... It's a, it's a, it's a food basket of the Gulf of Pario. It's mm-hmm. a very large lagoon and this is where all of our shrimp come from, which we export. Wow. People say, mmm, so delicious, so flavorful. Mm. And this and we still export it. It's like the Gulf of Mexico shrimp. Mm. The recent studies show hydrocarbon in the in the um in the intestines of the shrimp. They tested the shrimp and gave clearance that it could be sold because they said that the meat of the shrimp did not have hydrocarbon. But oh my a study checked and found that there's hydrocarbon in the in the intestines in the veins of the shrimp.
2: Oh my goodness.
5: Yeah, and it's years later from the horizon, not horizon, from the horizon is he got from Mexico. Yeah, but anyways, the Minimata Convention is a convention um, that we don't subscribe to in Trinidad. Certainly we don't because we would be guilty of fooling the world about the quality of our fish. So the Minimata Convention is where you must test the fish now. Because if the fish have hydrocarbon, mm-hmm. and we sell the fish and we export the fish, then we are exporting, not necessarily hydrocarbon, any kind of heavy metal. So it would be transboundary export. It would be international export of toxic waste in fish. Mm -hmm. So, Minimata, you have to test the fish. So maybe because of some European Union loan or some World Bank or IMF loan that we were applying for, a conditionality was that we test fish for mercury. So our government appointed um, a notable doctor uh, in the the field of the science, and Mm -hmm. he did the testing uh, in the cleanest area of Trinidad and Tobago's water, where none of the pollutants or dischargers... I mean, the Gulf of Paris is our environmental hotspot where all of the waste goes, most. The east coast of Trinidad, we don't have any industries. And so there's very minimal amount of pollution. And what they found was that five of the 16 commercial species that we consume had mercury levels five times higher than the World Health Organization limit. And we export our fish. I'm sure we export it to your country as well. Mm. And you know what the government did? How we got the document is that a, a public officer sent it to us because they were upset that the director of fisheries said Do not circulate that document. Say nothing. Do nothing. Wow. Yeah. And we made it public, but the public don't believe us. They think it's incredible. And, of course, the anointed ministers who have billion-dollar budgets and who wear 5000 U.S. dollar suits and have PR people to write their speeches and chauffeurs, we come from a part of the world that if you have money, people think... You're anointed. You're blessed. Mm -hmm. So nobody believes us. But this is the report. And if you'd like, we would be happy to share it with your your station. You could talk about it. And this report was done in the cleanest area of Trinidad. And then three years later, Aaron Balgobin, a doctoral dissertation student, Mm -hmm. who's studying under, we think, we think one of the region's most notable statisticians, mm-hmm. Professor Valerie Stout, who had worked internationally for her whole life and who came back because she wanted, in her autumn years, to contribute to national development here. Mm-hmm. She took an appointment at our University of Trinidad and Tobago and she steered this doctoral dissertation to measure the frequencies of cancer with the frequencies of consumption of fish from the gulf of paria where the nabarima is mm-hmm. and it came up with a, an indice that suggested you should consume fish no more than once per month but as consumption increased to once per week once every three days, frequencies of mortality from cancers increased. Mm-hmm. Three months later, Professor Stout was sent on early retirement. Full salary three years prior to her retirement becoming due. So we, the taxpayers, now pay Professor Stout to stay at home. Wow. Yeah. This is tricky. Oh, this is not, we cannot say that we are proud of who we are becoming because we are hiding from the truth and we are not popular as a civil society group. Mm-hmm. So many people think we are troublemakers because we are questioning the opinion of the anointed.
2: So. Shocking. Yeah. So, well, I mean, this is why, um. You know, I keep telling uh, persons in our small community that um, our government seems to have a desire to silence the media. They keep telling people only go to official government sources. We no longer have a um, independent TV station. We have a few news media, some are online solely. We have one that kind of still prints, but You know, government is saying when disasters are happening, when things are happening in the name of fake news and to prevent fake news, don't trust anybody else but the government source. But that is, in my opinion, a convenient way of um, tricking and fooling the masses into relying on government for information when governments around the world have proven to be less than honest (laughs) most of the time so that example that you just shared is is shocking shocking um at some level i'm also not surprised
5: sandy sandy i I really want to say that to your audience that i've never been taken to court for slander Mm -hmm. we have challenged Companies like BP and BG and EOG, Mm -hmm. we have challenged smaller, medium-sized companies, um, extractive companies in the quarry sector.
2: Mm -hmm. That's just Tamara who's watching us from Fort Lauderdale kind of weighing in on the issue that as people of color, maybe we're not as informed and as invested in in this fight as we should be. And I think that's why well, um, organizations such as yourself, you know, play an integral role in trying to educate the masses, educate people. Well, I, I mean, I, your, I, your video I, I, went viral. Well, I must tell you, I, I su- received. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, I, I suffer
5: from not being um, dark enough because, oh. uh, and, I, and I am a, I do have a quite a successful small company. We employ a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we pay the consequence. We have a home, a home decor company, mm-hmm.
3: um,
5: and depending on what government is power is in power and who we criticize, our patronage sways. Mm. And then, because I'm not, I um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a this issue of the one percent, one percent, own ninety nine percent, you know, of the country and. And I am, my, um, my genealogy, I'm Syrian-Lebanese. I'm mm. a Syrian-Lebanese in Trinidad. I don't know what it's like in Florida, or but in many parts of the Caribbean, they're, they're like the Jews of the Caribbean. They've been very successful in Latin America and Central America. But I didn't grow up rich, and I don't have any bias against um, any ethnicity or any class. I'm very open about it. And I think it's a, a, a deep spiritual root that mm-hmm. we have. That that we that even especially when we are successful, mm-hmm. we're called upon to do good. And I don't um, discriminate. Uh, my friends are from all classes of economy and from all ethnicities and from all ages and mm-hmm. from all sexes. I even have a gay friend, and I don't discriminate against anyone. So, mm-hmm. but I suffer the consequence because many people don't trust me because they say that I have an ulterior motive, but mm. many people do mm-hmm. know that the issues will be faced. So so I always, I never like to to say that there, there's, I mean, we come from a country where Afro governments have predominated for 80% of our independence
3: mm-hmm.
5: and Indo governments for 20% of our independence. So um, there's a word that I don't like using that often comes to mind it's a patois word and what it means is that, is that we what it really means is that our dark skinned people of the world mm-hmm. are recolonizing our dark skinned people of the world
3: mm-hmm.
5: it's something very very deep to me because, um, yeah, so, so, so we are doing it to ourselves. Right. Yeah.
2: And I, I kind of feel like that has been our legacy for a very long time, because even when we go back hundreds of years and we yeah. see, um, you know, what happened to the slaves coming out of Africa, yeah. it was black people selling their own people for money. And so, now we I mean
5: have Donald Trump. So, um, um, and, and and many people don't like to hear me say it, but yeah. it was it was women, mm-hmm. and many of them black women who put mm-hmm. Donald Trump in power in the first place
3: mm-hmm.
5: because of the promise of extra pennies, make America great again, and I mean the statistics yeah. are there. I didn't say it, and so I could never understand. Yeah, I I mean to me it's it, I can't understand how mm-hmm. women could vote for a man who boasts that he likes to grab women and their private parts.
2: And I mean, speaking and- of, of Donald Trump, I mean, he has been, in terms of the American politics, one of the worst. Um, I mean, he set Americans back probably 30, 40 years in terms of their environmental message. Yeah. Um, he's He undid a lot of uh, good policies and protections that the Obama administration and others have put in place. Yeah all again um, for the sake of money and big business because that's who his supporters are. And that's the audience, despite what Americans, the average American seems to think, that is really the true audience that he panders to, um, despite you know having a message of, oh, he's for the, the average person, the underdog or whatever. He's the complete opposite. And environmentally, he claims that there is no climate change. Um, all of these things that are happening to the environment are a big lie. And you know, there are people who are gonna believe him. Now, listen, we were the first here in the Cayman Islands to pick up on your story. So we actually published this on the 19th. And um, after that, we noticed that other local media became interested in the story. Um, It was already on Reuters by the time that we got it, but we received your video, which I should say really went viral. Um, I would like to say the world over, but definitely in the Caribbean region. You know, your video on this particular um, FSO Nabarima oil tanker has gone viral. So the situation here is 1.3 million barrels of oil are on board this. What what is this tanker doing there? Let's give a little bit of a historical background on why the tanker just sits there, because apparently I've got a map here. It has been sitting there for years. Why is it sitting there?
5: Because it's an FSO, Um, It's a floating storage unit. So okay. when we talk about the tank farm in Trinidad, where oil is stored in tanks, right? Um, waiting to go to market. The Nabarima is where it's stored on sea, waiting to go to market. Because all of the Venezuelan coastal area that you see there, 90% of it is mangroves and muddy lagoon areas. Mm-hmm. This Gulf of Paria is the spawning ground for the Caribbean Sea. Mm. I mean, literally millions of, there's even one species that is, it's spawned 16 times a year. Wow. In, and, and it lives there. And it's a it's a food source for all of the other um, incoming species. But mm-hmm. floating storage unit just collects the oil mm-hmm. and somebody comes and takes it to market. But mm-hmm. because of many factors, including irresponsible Venezuelan governments and leaders the fact that there is a, but well, the anointed Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. The anointed, he put a, a sanction that has crippled Venezuela and has caused malnutrition and starvation of their poorest people. But no one wants to talk about that. Everyone just says, you know, the government is bad. We have to put a sanction against them. But mm-hmm. the impact of the sanction is like mm-hmm. when the world boycotted South Africa, people mm-hmm. starved. So on right. the one hand, there is bad, and you want to deal with the bad. But when you create an economic hardship for an entire nation, people go hungry. So here you see the vessel. This is one of the images that we took. And you can see that there's a listing. And if you get other images closer to the water, you can see there's a lot more of a lean. Now that lean is because water leaks probably at the engine room. Mm water came in and we have images that were posted on Facebook from the trade union showing that there was like 10 feet of water under the deck. Now that water is leaning to one side and causing the listing. The oil that is stored in the vessel is in compartments. Mm-hmm. So it's unlikely that that would cause it to lean. Mm-hmm. So basically, at the same time that we went out there, the government of Venezuela with the complicity of the government of trinidad look at Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that shows it they they were claiming that and sending out pictures that the vessel was perfect and that everything Mm -hmm. had been solved and the vessel was stable now that vessel is not turning over because of the chains you see the chains on the right hand side of the picture all of the weight is on those chains yes so if those chains snap if we have bad weather or hurricane yeah. Yeah. or anything if you know you know excessive amounts of inflow of water creating increased weight on the lean and those chains snap one chain snaps that vessel would have been a, a Caribbean disaster so we did not think that we were being exaggerated because the picture speaks a thousand words mm-hmm. what the government have released on Monday of this week um, sa- on Saturday night um, what they have released is a video, of footage taken by the Venezuelan government, but mm. it, our, our government didn't take a single picture. So can we trust the same Venezuelan government who, when we took this picture, they were saying that it was stable, and now they send a whole video showing that it's stable. So we think it's a, it's a conspiracy. That's what we think. In fact, we even have more information. We have we have more information now that we're getting, which suggests that there are two more vessels like this, and they're all listing like this, they're all in a dilapidated condition. So mm-hmm. we're just waiting on more information to go back in. Wow. But, yeah.
2: So they're now claiming, as a result of um, your organization highlighting this, that they're going to try to offload or transfer about 80 million gallons of crude oil. Is that what's going to happen?
5: No, the vessel contains 1.3 million oils. So what they are offloading now, it's going to take about 35 days to move about 30 to 40% of it off the vessel. That will cause the vessel to stand more upright. Mm-hmm. According to the New York Times, the vessel is submerged 47 feet deeper into the ocean than it should. So mm-hmm. what you're looking at there is additional oil that's being in the water from platforms that are in the in the Trinidad side.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So that's something else that we're addressing today. How did she get that from SkyTruth? Sky so, Sky really? so you got that from SkyTruth. The
2: yeah, I see some of this here on on your page, on your social media page, which we'll share some of it um, later on in our platform as well. Oh, because we uh, sk-
5: we shared SkyTruth. SkyTruth is a a civil society group in the U.S. that provides real time tracking of oil spills around the world. They um, they're, they're a great NGO. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they showed us that image, so we shared it. But it's something that we're writing to the our government today on, but. Nobody's listening to us, guys.
2: Now, listen here. I see on your social media, this guy, Naeem Ali, said, relax. This is him commenting on one of your photos on social media. He says, it's relaxed. It's because of the rough seas. If everyone walks to the other side of the ship, it will balance. Don't worry, which I think is an incredibly ignorant comment to make. Because let me just show you the comment, the picture that he actually made that comment on. And I'm wondering if we're looking at the same picture because um, I don't see any rough seas in this picture at all that he commented on. This is what he commented, where, where are the rough seas?
5: <laughs> How many people would it take to tell us like that?
2: Oh my gosh. But we listen. So, j- just fighting regular ignorance is obviously um, a bit of a problem. Give, give us an idea. Gary, of what sort of environmental impact are we talking about here? Because we we are not terribly close to Trinidad. We're obviously not as close as you are to Venezuela. But if this 1.3 million barrels was to spill, um, people in the Cayman Islands are thinking, oh, we have nothing to worry about. Our pristine beaches will be fine. What do you say to persons like that?
5: Well, the, there is a brotherhood in the environmental movement. Um, there's a brotherhood so we, we, we you know those people who think that you could murder a child in Nairobi or in Peru you could torture a child and take their organs and sell their organs or or sell them into child mm-hmm. prostitution and mm-hmm. it doesn't affect you mm-hmm That's a different spirituality to the one that I subscribe to because humanity is humanity. We are one species.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: So I I don't know how to address people that have a myopic sense of of love of people, of love of nature, of the preciousness of life. You know, it doesn't matter if somebody in Ecuador gets cancer from Mm -hmm. the hydrocarbon sector. That's Ecuador. Let them die from cancer.
2: Yes.
5: That's a a different. Those are are specially anointed people. And we need to pray for them. But Mm -hmm. but our opinion is that it's one Caribbean sea. And even though it may not directly impact you, there's Mm -hmm. a secondary impact. Um, The water that emanates from the Gulf of Paria will not go directly to your islands. But the water that emanates from the Bahamas, where the government is presently exploring and starting a, a oil extraction, even though the price of oil is at its lowest ebb and the world is changing away to more sustainable types of energy, the Bahamian government greedy to get their teeth on the hydrocarbon right now. And we are in contact through the Waterkeepers International Um, members of water keepers are from the Bahamas and Belize, the oil from Belize will affect you more, but Mm -hmm. the oil from the Bahamas will affect you even more. And so you can't just turn your eyes away for it and say, you know, we cool, we okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is it, Prophet man? Yes. You know, you have to go back to, biblical and, and, and deep philosophical things to respond to these kinds of people. And, um, I, I find it's depressing, very, very depressing when people say things like that. Mm-hmm. I've never been to your beautiful islands, but I had a, a friend, his name was Rudy at university. Mm-hmm. And he was a, he's a tennis coach. He would be in his sixties, and he probably still lives there, but we lost contact after university. Um, yeah, Rudy. I wish somebody would tell me they know him because it's a small world, and I miss my childhood friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we can find him. We have quite a following. So, if anyone, do you remember Rudy's last name by any chance?
5: No, I can't remember. Okay. That's why I can't find him well, listen,
2: Facebook. folks. Put out. Put out the call. We're looking for Rudy from Trinidad. That um.
5: He went, went to the University, the University of Western Ontario. Okay. Uh, he studied physical education and he, he became a tennis coach.
2: Yes. Yeah, well, we might be able to find Rudy. Um, there's not, I don't feel like we have a humongous Trinidad population here. So, no, uh, he's from your country. Oh, he's from the Cayman Islands? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was from Trinidad. My apologies. Okay. Rudy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll put out Rudy. the word and see who, who might actually know him. But um, listen, Gary, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to join us here this morning. I think that this was an important topic, and that's why I reached out to you. Um, You know, like you said, we we don't live in isolation, and this is one of the thought processes that I always try to get people here in the Cayman Islands to focus on, um, that we don't live in a bubble. You know, everybody's trying to live in a bubble right now because of COVID-19. We're talking about creating bubbles, but in fact, everything that happens around the world impacts us and everything we do has a trickle down effect and impacts people even beyond our borders. So I think this is an important message. This is obviously something that we need to be um, keeping a close eye on. You talked about all of the fish that spawn in your Gulf there that guess what fish don't stay stationary. They swim out and they go to other places. Oil spills do not remain stationary. Uh, Deep oil spills, I was just reading something about that today, uh, deep ocean oil spills have an even greater chance of impacting the world, you know, the entire world, entire Caribbean ocean, which includes us as well. So I want us to pay attention to this topic. I want us to start to have more of a meaningful discourse about the environment and to really start to care. You know, I know that as human beings, we tend to be very selfish, so even if we're caring for no other reason than we have to protect our own lives, our own livelihood, all of these things will directly impact us at some point or another. Now, I see Irvin has made the point, which I always say, anytime we have a um, serious discussion on this show, we see the numbers drop. Uh, we still have double the amount that are watching some of the other programs that are streaming right now. So we are thankful for that. But at the same time, had we been talking about some cheating scandals, so-and-so sleeping with so-and-so, or you know, some hyped up woman trying to live beyond her means, we would have four or 500 people tuned into a show like that. So it certainly demonstrates the way that we as people think and the things that we are attracted to. Yes, here on Cayman Mall Road, obviously we know what the Mall Road means. We cover all of that, but we also have to have serious discourse and discussion on things that really impact our lives, impact our health and well being, and definitely you are having an impact on the environment. So, Gary, thank you so much.
5: It's been our honor to meet you and to meet your 400 <laughs> followers.
2: Well, we've got we've got 30,000 followers plus, so we will oh, hope that, um, yes, we are hopeful that um, despite the fact that not everyone is tuned in this morning, we know a lot of people will go back and watch uh, the program throughout the day and into the coming week, so we'll certainly um, circulate it. We also have our uh, show now going out via podcasts, so it's reaching a much wider audience beyond our region here, and hopefully people will be listening to the podcast and picking up on that in the US, Trinidad and around the world. Um, I reckon the Venezuelan government probably doesn't care much about what other people think, but we really would implore them as well to start caring about the um, the impact that a derelict ship like this, an abandoned ship, a ship that is obviously extremely aged um, could potentially be having if, if something goes wrong. So thank you for highlighting this.
5: Thank you, bless you
2: all right um mr walton and everyone else thank you guys so much for tuning in we really appreciate it gary and his small team of environmentalists um there um yes come on come on folks let's let's see all of you guys come on come on let's give them a big round of applause everyone give them a virtual clap mr walton says thank you gary um miss janet was watching us on youtube she said it was a very informative topic and uh we really do appreciate all that you guys are doing, not just for your own island of Trinidad, but for the environment around the world. Uh, We'll continue to follow, you know, this journey. And please, by all means, keep us updated of any, um, any updates that might be happening. Again, folks, you've been watching The Coal Hard Truth, and we've had the Fishermen and Friends of the Sea, FFOS, here on our uh, show this morning. So tomorrow, folks, make sure you tune in because we're gonna be talking about politicians. One of our favorite topics about how they always um, manage to flip-flop all over the place. They're like fish. They're flip-flopping all over the place on occasion. So we wanna talk about, um, we had it on the agenda for today had we had time, but you know, we wanted to prioritize our special guests. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the flip-flopping of politicians, and why perhaps we shouldn't trust any of them, really, because they seem to flip-flop all over the place. So, yes, they are like fish. Aliano, thank you so much for tuning in. Irvelin and Mr. Walton, Miss Janet, everyone that was watching this morning, thank you for your love and support as usual. We will continue to um, bring you these important messages. Shout-out to Alric. Um, shout out to Linda. Linda has put a couple um, links here that we could uh, do well with checking out. And of course, Linda is very much concerned about um, the environment. She shared a link about plastic food containers from the American Academy of Pediatrics um, about how it impacts our children and their health, you know, developing children, babies, babies in vitro, even before they're born it's having an impact on uh, pregnant women. Environmental disasters in the US, like Flint um, water crises, is only one of numerous examples of how these things do have a direct impact. So Alric, thank you for talking about the Caribbean Regional Agreement that could be very, very beneficial. Uh, We need to do a lot. We have a lot of work to do and we can start right here right in our own backyards because it is a hot mess right here in the Cayman Islands. So congratulations and thank you to Protect Your Future and Plastic Free Cayman and all of the individuals who go out and do the regular beach cleanups. We really do appreciate those efforts. And I dare say that more of us should probably get involved in that process. So folks, um, have a beautiful day. Big shout out to our corporate sponsors who do um, make this platform possible. Miracle Brokers, Burger King, Popeyes, Home Gas. Don't forget, folks, Home Gas. This is a really scary commercial, actually. They have a um, Halloween event that's coming up. So I know a lot of you are feeling like you're going to miss out on Halloween for the kids this year. By the way, the one in Savannah um, that Heather bought and her family normally puts on, on Jason Avenue. That has been canceled as well. So it looks like all of us might just be buying chocolates and staying inside and eating the chocolates with their kids because a lot of the trick-or-treating is being canceled. So the bigger ones in any event because they um, still have the 500-person COVID restrictions. Um, I don't know what to tell you. It's not gonna probably be much of a Halloween, but you know what? I've got a four-year-old who already has her princess costume. So regardless, she's going to be dressing up as a princess come Halloween, folks. So thank you guys so much again. And a big shout out to Home Gas and Miracle Brokers. Stay tuned to watch um, what they've got going on for those two organizations.
6: Ayan, enjoy Anglin po. Nabili na po ba ninyo ang dish pack ng Miracle Brokers? Up to 200 pounds kaya pong ilagay dito. Halina po kayo. Christmas na sa Pilipinas. Tamang-tama po para sa mga ate at kuya. Halina po kayo dito sa Miracle Brokers. Miski ano, pwede pong ilagay dito sa box. pera lang po ang jowa nyo. Contact us at 949-5989 or email us at info at Miracle Brokers
0: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at Road.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.